This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. Kia ora, I'm Hugh and you're listening to my quasi-weekly podcast, Hugh's Featured Tracks. This is a look back at the tracks that I've featured over the last week or so of morning shows on the Manawatu People's Radio, Te Reo Irirangi Ongatangata o Manawatu. Without further ado, let's hear the first of those tracks. Back some time ago, uh, we had a band play at the Sounds of Summer concert. In fact, that tells you how long ago it was because we haven't done one of those in over five years now. Um, we had a band called Thistle and Weeds perform for us. Now, they were um, one of the crop of bands that uh, comes out of UCOL's contemporary music course. And, you know, the way that these things work is the students meet a bunch of other like-minded musicians. They put together a thing. Sometimes it turns into a ripple effect and it goes somewhere. Uh, And sometimes these bands kind of come and go and the people all go on to do other things. Uh, There were two points of interest with uh, Thistle and Wheats. The first was that uh, they had on keyboards our very own Sammy G, who is uh, now content assistant here at Two People's Radio. The second is that they were centred around this guy, uh, Trent Graham, who was, I think, pretty self-aware about uh, the extent to which Thistle and Weeds was sort of an attempt to uh, do something in the vein of the first Mumford and Sons album. It was very much that kind of... uh, Big shouty chorus with uh, with acoustic um, instruments, but you know, real kind of pop rock energy. Um, another point of interest. Now I think about it. I think that version of Thistle and Weeds at least had um, Perry uh, Christian Perry, who's now part of uh, Coco Nashi and uh, Ripple Effect and shows up in various other places where you need a really flash guitarist, except that he was playing banjo at that point in time. Anyway, uh, Thistle and Weeds came and went, as these bands sometimes do, but Trent Graham is back. Uh, He's now got a solo project called uh, Shadowcaster, and he sent us a sort of... um, early take on a song that he's working on is the sense I get with it. Uh, he calls it a dry acoustic take. The song is called Pinpoints of Light. Um, it's very much kind of introspective uh, one man with his guitar type uh, type folk. And uh, I can see how it would expand into something more kind of elaborate. Uh, so we will see. Um, we will see what other versions of this emerge in time. But this is the kind of uh, I, I I don't want to say demo. It's more polished than that. But you know the kind of prelude to something bigger. It seems like so. Um, if you like the sound of this, 
keep your eyes out for Shadowcaster. You can find this. It's currently the only release from Shadowcaster um, on the Bandcamp page, which is ishadowcasteri.bandcamp.com. It is not case sensitive because URLs are never case sensitive. Um, Go there. You can pay a dollar and get your very own copy of this tune if it appeals to you. Also, you know, uh, if you if you band camp on the regular, probably worth following it so you can keep an eye on what's coming next because I'm sure it'll be exciting. In the meantime, here is Shadowcaster. And if you were, you know, lamenting the passing of Thistle and Weeds, this is the next thing that came after that. Um, this song is called Pinpoints of Light. Making changes over and over again Rearranging till nothing you know stays the same You give and take away until all that you've got to disguise And when I look again It's someone I can't recognize Oh, I Deep down Inside I know there's still part of you Just being covered up But pinpoints of light still shine out of you And oh yeah Pinpoints of light still shine out of you Still making changes and holding back most of my life And though it pains me, I know with you I can't survive Now I'm alone again, untangling all of your lies And yes, it hurts right now But I know I'll get better with time Oh, I Deep down Inside I know there's still part of you Just being covered up But pinpoints of light still shine out of you And oh yeah Pinpoints of light still shine out of you And oh yeah, pinpoints of light still shine We've both made changes over and over again We've rearranged it 
Now neither of us are the same It's been too many days I wish I could still make it right But now I think again I'm happy that you said goodbye so Canada's pretty weird, right? In terms of music, at least. Um, by which I mean, if a band makes it big in America, then chances are that everyone knows their name. And that's because of America's cultural hegemony. And that's a thing that tends not to be like, it's not a one-to-one, but it tends to be related to uh, population. One of the things about New Zealand bands is that they often have to go overseas in order to make uh, a living. That's why so many of the bands who come through on the New Tracks compilation are, you know, New Zealanders based in Berlin, New Zealanders based in LA, all that kind of stuff. The thing about Canada is it's really big. Like it's 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 stupendously big. Uh, the population doesn't match the size of the landmass, of course, but even so, it's it's really quite big. There's a, there's a Canadian comedy band called The Arrogant Worms who have uh, a song called simply Canada is Really Big. The thing about Canada being so big is that Canadian musicians can have quite successful careers while still being what we in New Zealand would consider like a local sensation. You know, like there are enough people in Canada that if you're a band with pretty much a purely domestic audience, you know, you don't, Canada doesn't have the cultural hegemony that if you make it big in Canada, you will, you'll be made globally uh, in quite the way that America does, but it has enough people that a domestic career is somewhat sustainable there. Um, to wit, today's featured artist, who I discovered because I think uh, her representation decided that, you know, now was the moment for whatever reason to, to give her a push, uh, and thus uh, a couple of her albums got uh, dropped on Play MPE, which is... Uh, the online platform for for reviewers and radio stations to get access to the new music that um, that the record labels are pushing at the moment. And on looking into her, it turns out that she's been releasing music since 2004, um, both as parts of bands and uh, by herself. Um, she's got a, a regular collaborative project called Major Love, which has uh, a 2018 album, a self-titled album, but had an EP back in 2014. And in total, her releases are, I'm looking at the webpage now, so let me just count into the microphone for you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten albums since 2004. And... I had not remotely heard of her. But the thing is that unless you're tremendously independently wealthy, you don't release 10 albums while having no success. And on listening to her, um, you know, I'm impressed. There are, um, if you go and look at her website, so the woman's name is Colleen Brown, um, 
to, help, to facilitate that. If you go and look at Colleen Brown's website, you'll see that there's a section on there, Colleen Brown Sings the Joni Mitchell Songbook. And, I mean, that there are comparisons you could make to Joni Mitchell. She's got uh, a very agile voice, and she does she can pull off some of the tricks that, that Joni Mitchell pulls off, uh, particularly early career Joni Mitchell about, you know, jumping up and down octaves and things. Um, so it's just a very striking, uh, striking trick to pull. Um, I'm going to feature a track from Colleen Brown, who uh, this is a long walk to me getting to say that I am now becoming a fan of. I have got all of the albums that are on play MPE. I may see if I can track down some of the other ones. Um, she released a couple of things in the last couple of years. There's the Major Love album, uh, which is self-titled, which came out in 2018, which I'll feature something from uh, later on in the next couple of weeks. She also did a Christmas EP entitled Home, um, which, you know, I didn't get hold of in time for this Christmas. But, you know, watch this space. You might well hear it next Christmas. Uh, hang around to the end of the year just to see if I lied to you about that. Why not? Also, in 2020, uh, in the grips of a lockdown in Canada, she put together an album called Isolation Songs. Uh, you know, the uh, the lockdown album is becoming something of a trope now. But, you know there is such a thing as a good example of a tropey form and the thing that i've always found interesting about these lockdown projects is the way in which people embrace the limitations of their circumstances uh the technical limitations of the spaces that they find themselves in when they're no longer able to access you know uh, flash external studios and, and have to rely on whatever resources are to hand uh, and often that leads to people playing with things like you know employing a drum machine where they might ordinarily have uh, a um, an actual acoustic drummer this is the first track from that album isolation songs uh, it's got the name the end of the world again which i think kind of speaks for itself and it is indeed one of these uh you know here comes the drum machine when ordinarily uh on the things i've listened to at least she tends to be a lot more in the straightforward kind of folk rock uh, or neo-folk, neo-folk, indie-folk, one of those things, vain. Anyway, here is Colleen Brown from the 2020 album Isolation Songs. This is It's the End of the World Again.
if I were to take my pick of my favourite music discovery of the last couple of years, it would probably be uh, Lucy Dacus. I found her um, by leading Spotify suggest me a playlist based on another artist I liked. If you're curious, that was The Fatalities, who I suggest that you go and look up. I've featured uh, Stuart's work here before. He's neat. Anyway, um, her song Night Shift from the album Historian came up in that playlist. And uh, spoiler warning for a song, which is a weird thing to say, but there's a there's an absolutely killer moment at the end of that song where it switches from this urbane melancholy slightly jazzy indie rock song to just kind of crushing stomping rock and roll with lucy dacus just wailing wailing away over the top and um that that transition on uh, a playlist full of what was otherwise you know acceptable and pleasant uh but kind of uh much of a type kind of uh slightly too clever indie rock um caught my attention the whole album uh, historian is good and there is now a new lucy dacus album this is not actually the only thing she's released she did uh a project which i think was called just 2020 or 2021 i forget which year she did it in um where she took a year and recorded uh tracks for like special occasions over the course of the year there's a very very good cover of last christmas um on there which makes last christmas a song that i would actually contemplate listening to for fun um she also counted as events things like bruce springsteen's birthday so she recorded a bruce springsteen song there but anyway that's not really what you would call like um a coherent constructed creative work it's more of a kind of fun goof project um in terms of coherent uh, constructed creative work what we have is her new album which is called home video uh i believe it came out at the end of last year uh but it is certainly out now um the thing that marks this album out from the previous one is that it's much, much more focused. Um, I would hesitate to call it a, a concept album. It's not, um, it's not kind of high-minded in that way, but it's certainly really focused in on a very, very specific experience um the it feels a lot more intimate and more personal than historian in terms of the way that it kind of sets out to catalog a very specific experience it feels to me like um like you get kind of a snapshot of the inside of a person's head uh, at a very particular point in their life and i i get the sense um reading reviews which quote uh interviews with her that that's somewhat autobiographical but i don't want it to you know reduce down that way the important thing is that the very specific um headspace that it grabs is that of uh a teenage girl who has some 
um, same sex, but some queer desires and is kind of wrestling with that in the context of clearly some sort of Christian religious upbringing and just a general milieu where, where it's hard to find space for that. And the songwriting that drew me to uh, her on the album Historian is still here in full force. She's got a really um, beautiful term of a turn of phrase, um, a really good way of just kind of capturing a mood with a with a, a, a phrase that you wouldn't have thought of using for that purpose. Um, the other thing, the other question that you'll have if you've heard me rant about Lucy Dacus before is, is there another Night Shift moment on this album? Um, there is sort of. Uh, Night Shift, as I, as I alluded to at the start, is the song that pulls the trick of uh, being nearly six minutes of very slowly building uh, melancholy, um, but also, you know, slightly contemptuous um screw you anyway song aimed at an ex-partner and in the last minute flips on a dime and turns into this um monstrous rock anthem uh with just screaming vocals and it's amazing um there's a song the final song on this album's called triple dog dare um it unpacks a somewhat more complicated relationship um which ends in a much more ambivalent way uh, but it does pull the track where the last minute um, hits the roof and then blows through it which uh, you know with when you hear a trick like Night Shift you wonder if someone could do it again and I would argue that she came close here and close to Night Shift is, is uh, definitely an achievement I would recommend this album, Home Video, as the thing to get into if you're interested in what Lucy Dacus has to offer. There's lots of good stuff on Historian, but I, I really think that the way that this album holds together showcases her uh, particular talents in a way that is uh, is really striking. Um, I haven't actually picked uh the track triple dog dare after all of that um instead i've gone with one called brando which uh is partly you know briefer but also um it it showcases her ability to write a really tight really witty um pop song as well um not anyone not just anyone could drop in a line that like you told me i was cerebral when i found out what it meant i wondered why you didn't just say i was pretty you know that's it takes a very particular mind to do that so go find your very own copy of home video it's great uh it really is and here by way of whetting your appetite is the track brando you told me to skip school To go with you to the movies You knew you were uncool But you thought you could fool me They play oldies in the afternoon For the elderly And me and you Fred and Ginger, black and white I watch you watch It's a wonderful life 
you never knew me like you thought you did. You never knew me like you thought you did, like you thought you did. Listening to Hughes Featured Tracks, a quasi-weekly podcast put together from the tracks that I've featured over the last week or so of morning shows on Manawatu People's Radio, Tereo Irangi Ongatangata or Manawatu. If you'd like to listen to the backlog of episodes for this podcast, you can find them along with all of our other locally made shows at our website www.npr.nz. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. <laughs> 